You said you like Boy George. No. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, chameleon. You come and go. There you go. You come and go. Done. Finally, we got it out. We got it out. But you didn't sing. Carlito. What's going on, Manny? We are back in the new year. 2020, baby. Yeah, exactly. This is our first guest of the new year. Yeah. You feel really special. Really? Yeah. You want to to do the introduction there? This is my boy, Yvonne, and he's from Veracity Group. I've known him for... Ooh, man, 15 years probably almost now, eh? Yeah, around there. I'm amazed yeah. about how many guys you bring in here that you've known for like a decade plus. Yeah, but we're talking about talent here. Yeah, what I'm are gonna, we talking about here? I'm going to, well, I'm hoping that Yvonne will talk about what he does best. He does many things very well, but uh, one of the, the things that he's done the longest, and I won't speak for you, but I will right now, brick and block. Masonry, yeah. That's right. Started off in masonry back... When I was 15, long time ago. 15? 15, I used to do it on the summers. How old are you now? 38. Wow. Long time ago. That's a lot of brick. Time flies. It's a lot of block. It's a lot of block, eh? How much has the business changed since then? Night and day. Night and day. Dramatically? Oh, yeah. All the old dudes are gone. New generations in. They don't want to work? Different stuff. No, some of them, it's not about that. Just different styles, different atmosphere on sites. Things change. Tell us about that. What do you mean like different styles? Like the young guys are what? They're quicker? They don't... No, definitely not quicker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll give you an example. Back in the days when I started masonry, it was all... My crew was all older guys, Italian guys, 50 plus. So they they used to use the level to check the brick, just to check. Nowadays, you see guys lay three, four brick, level goes on, bang, bang, bang. Three, four brick, level goes on. They kind of, it was an art back then with with those older guys. Nowadays, I think it's just times have changed. You know what? You, you actually make a, a valid yeah. point because I remember seeing that. It's like the level was handed almost as much as the trial was handled. Well, let's talk, it's like a telephone. Like before, I knew telephone yeah. numbers and I got used to that. Exactly. Now I can't remember one phone number. Very similar. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. So yeah. it's become a crutch now for the new guys. Yeah, the new guys, it's more of a, just a job. The old guys, they were passionate about it. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of young guys that are second, third generation. I've seen, I've worked with that have a lot of passion. They're talented guys. Majority. No. Big change. Big change. I guess the old yeah. guys' eyes were better than the new guys. Like now we're using lasers. These guys just saw it. Like they saw visually. I wouldn't what was say wrong. that. I, th- I think the older guys already knew how much mortar to lay there, how exactly. much mortar to scrape. Exactly. They, they got into that rhythm almost yeah. like you look at them and they would almost be such an automated machine, but they're physically a person doing it. I think the young guys now are not that rhythmic. You know what yeah. I mean? They don't they don't lay the exact amount on the mix. So the idea is that once you actually set your first bed and you put the bricks in, they all exactly. fall right in place. Yeah. And it's designed perfectly. But the younger guys, I guess today, they don't do it evenly. Then they put the bricks and then they gotta go like it's not straight. Why is it not straight? And it then they gotta tap, 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 tap. Small techniques that the older guys had that I guess didn't carry forward. You can't teach I, I, that stuff. I always say if you want to 
find a good bricklayer, go stand beside him working and look at how much mortar is on his feet. So wow. all guys, you'd barely see anything on the ground. That's a good point. It's a very right? good point. Mortar is supposed to go on the wall. When you lay a, a brick, you're not supposed to tap it. Really, you're not supposed to tap it. You're you not. Set it. You, you feel set. it. We feel it with your with your palm. It goes up against an existing brick that you just laid. That one you know already is already level. So you use that and your eye feel touch similar to taping right so what does a when tapping it what does it do to it pound it down because there's too much mortar i see guys doing it all the time so you're saying you're they know they have too much on that, there that's a sign of inexperience right mm, kind of kind of depends on how many taps yeah you're like, not tippy toeing around this are you because <laughs> <laughs> you're upsetting certain individuals no, or what's going on here uh, Times change, right? I started really young. I started right out of high school, right into masonry, wow. right? I was the, probably the youngest kid on the subdivision. We did, with the original company, we did thousands of homes. I was with them for a while. And like I said, the youngest guy on the crew was probably 52. Wow, The youngest crazy. guy on the crew. The youngest guy on the crew. They're older, older generation guys. The sad thing is none of them brought their kids into the industry all of them made their money they did really well yeah they didn't do what we were all doing today and then they all wanted a better life for the exactly. youngers and that's the problem so then yeah i don't blame them but at the same time kind of takes kind away of fault them a little it, bit it takes away from the from the work right yeah from the actual industry. it's just the work ethic is exactly. what it is right so that's what's missing from a lot of guys in construction is that work ethic is gone and that was instilled by an older generation tradesperson that would smack you on the head. Exactly. And that's how you learned. Yeah. But we don't get that now. If, if, a, if a guy was to smack a guy on the head on the job site, what would happen? Oh, oh you get sued probably. <laughs> yeah. I, like a couple of years ago, you remember a friend of mine owns a pretty big masonry company, asked me to come and help a little bit. We were running about 10 crews up in uh, Innisfil. I was, I've been out of it for a while since before we were on the show, right? What right. was that, 2009? Well, eight. That's when you kind started. of got on there, yeah. Right? So that was a while. So I was out probably for seven, eight years. Then I get back into it, and you kind of, you have that mentality, and people come up to me, hey, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's break time. Because back in my days, break time was you get a coffee. The guys would chug the thing back to work. Now they want to sit down. They want to smoke and everything. Have a cigarette. They so, want to talk. Yeah. You were out of it for seven years. What was the reason you were out of it for seven years? Well, at the same time, we had a lot of downtime when I was doing masonry. So I got into renovations. Okay. I've always loved all types of construction. So I got into renovations, started doing some renovations part-time on the weekends, on the evenings, and then... Eventually, I said, you know what, I think that's enough with masonry. Let's move on to renovations, construction. So building. like bathrooms and kitchens and... Bathrooms, kitchens, basements, basements yeah. decks. Did a lot of front verandas because of the masonry repairs, flagstone, a lot of stuff, a lot of chimneys, a lot of chimneys. Because right, all the chimneys are falling apart. Yeah, I would just drive around, drop my card, do a chimney a weekend. <laughs> And that it's would pay bad. for your week, pretty much. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Because in masonry, you have a lot of downtime. If it rains, you're off. If it's too cold, you're off. If it's too hot, you're off. Wow. So, what are you off doing what? Ponietta. <laughs> 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 pretty much, right? I was young. I wanted to stay busy. 
and then uh, I had an opportunity to uh, pretty much get out, get into uh, construction, and that was that. Why did you jump into construction at so such a young age, like at 15 years old? What, what was the... I've always, always since... Dad? Uncle? No. no. Who else Nobody. is in the family that's actually in construction? Nobody. You're the only one. I loved it since I was a kid. Kids would watch cartoons. I would want to watch like building shows. I loved it since they... Bob Vila? I would take stuff apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was one of my favorites. Take stuff apart, put it back together. I always loved... But being... so nobody actually gave you that spark? No. You no. just discovered it I on your own? love the creativity of it. That's a rarity, right? Yeah. It's not, that's not common, right? And then yeah. you picked up the... So who taught you? laying bricks nobody actually taught me my eyes taught me so i would i started as a labor from labor just handing them materials their stages you move on to machine operator then you move on to building scaffold and then you're on off so i kind of conquered the labor i was a superstar labor not to <laughs> toot my own horn but like for example a couple of years ago going back to what I was saying about going back to the site, helping out that company, I always used to tell the laborers, like, back in my days, you know, <laughs> I used to have three bricklayers on the side of the house, three bricklayers on the back of the house. I would serve all six guys and still have time to stand there and smoke cigarettes. So wow. You'd be able to get mortar to them, all six mortar, guys, so back I used to inside? Get them, I used to serve them mortar, brick, wall types, paper, plastic, cut all the steel lintels, prepare the next level because they go up in stages usually average home is about three lifts of scaffold so i would prepare get there half an hour before them prepare try to prepare all three lifts and then just spend the day just feeding them material wow, dude. did you make videos of this to teach the no, next generation it was man? a long time ago man long time ago because so that ain't the case now man eventually i said you know what enough with laboring i want to learn how to lay bricks so one of the older guys said you want to learn here's a trowel Start laying mortar for me. That was so, it. That you're was not doing lesson nothing. number one. You're not doing nothing. All you're doing is spreading mortar. When I'm laying bricks, he gave me a round joiner. He goes, you go do my joints. So started there and slowly and slowly and slowly. And then um, that company, I was such a good labor. They said, you know what? We can't lose this guy operating machines. This So they wouldn't let me lay bricks. Wow. So I said, forget you guys. Jumped into another company. The other company said, okay, start off, you know, you're still fresh, start off operating machines, this and that. Then I'd have free time, jump on the wall, you know, lay brick. Bricklayer's like, holy shit, this guy's pretty quick. <laughs> and uh, eventually I said to the owner, you know, I want to lay bricks, enough with the labor thing. He said, okay, we'll talk, we'll talk. I said, no, 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 I lay bricks or see you later. He said, bring your tools tomorrow. And that was that. Wow, because no they know that a bricklayer is only as good as a laborer, man. Exactly. So if you find exactly. a good laborer, unfortunately, they don't want to fucking promote yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. That's the bullshit part of the business. Yeah. It sucks, right? Yeah. But Some guys didn't want the responsibility of uh, laying bricks. They wanted to stay labor. Really? Right? Yeah, a lot of guys uh, just wanted to operate machines. But I, I get the sense, like, you, you, you're kind of like me, where you learned everything. You perfected setting up the scaffold, getting everything already, preparing the job. You learned it all. That's how I am. I yeah. like to, you know, next. Conquer, challenge, exactly. next. Conquer, challenge, exactly. conquer. Exactly. I can't it. stay put. Yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. I know. And that's so, important, right? Yeah. That's important in construction, Carlito. Yeah. You know that, right? <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's important very across important. the board. Very sure. important. That's what separates you from being mm -hmm. a laborer or running your own company. Yeah. So what kind of trial boy are you? 
now uh, Marshalltown. Oh, you go Marshalltown? I think eh? I, have, I have probably three, four trowels. Okay. I got a couple in the back of my truck. Marshalltown, Rose. Yeah, whatever works for the job. Whatever works. Whatever, the bigger, the better. Yeah, but you're not really so much on the tools. You get on the tools to teach a lesson to the guys that are working when? for you now. When? Now? Yeah. Right now, perfect description of what I am is a project manager. That's what I am. I own a construction company and I manage projects. So I plan, execute. A couple of guys on my team, they're kind of, they're a part of me. So we, each one has certain tasks, each one has certain aspects of the project that they manage. We all work together and go from there. You were telling me a couple of weeks ago, uh, you were working at one of the universities. Yeah, and, uh, the last you... job I did for uh, Ryerson University, we did a bunch of structural work up on Spadina, Dundas Spadina. So we did a uh, underpinning. We did Is that uh, Dundash or Dundas? Dundas. Dundas. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to make sure. That's du, Dupunta. Dupunta. Lansdown or Dupunta? Dupunta. All you Toronto yeah. people will get that one. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pretty cool job. I like projects like that where they're challenging, yeah. working with existing, you know, you have a lot of uh, structural. Structural is challenging. I love structural work. So. It was pretty cool. It was a two-tier underpin. So you'd have two-tier underpin. Two so you got a two-pour, two two-stage two pour. So you'd do one section, you'd do one level of underpins, and then you'd excavate your pins to do another oh, section wow. of pins. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And why so is that? Just because the soil capacity, the load that's on that section, that's the way the engineer specced it. How low were you guys going? We went down, I think, around 12 feet. Something like 12 that. Yeah. feet, 12 feet from top of slab. But that so wasn't a block. That was a pour. That was pour. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you can underpin block. Well, so what no, I was, you can under what can I was you? leading yeah. to is he went right to the good stuff. But um, yeah. there was times that whenever I have time off, I'll, I'll call Yvonne up and I'll yeah. say, what's up, bro? Where are you at? And blah, blah, blah. He's telling me, man, you know, I got these guys working over here and I got to get on the tools to show them, you know, how it's done. Yeah. And he, you know, he tells me stories about, you know, guys are only laying, how, how many bricks are guys laying now? Nowadays What's around typical? 600. And what are you used to doing? I used to do around 1200. Wow. A day. A day, yeah. So why are they doing half as much? They don't have to. They're not, nobody, nobody expects more of them. That's the magic number? That, that's, that's, that's what's on the resume. Yeah, you can't push them these days because their masons are rare nowadays. To try to find a good mason, a good labor, good luck. Wow. Good luck. So if they're good enough that they can pull exactly. off 600, exactly. then they don't want to do any more because then you're expecting to do... They don't have to anymore. They don't have to. What are, what are the signs of a bad brick or block layer? Like if you're a homeowner or another GC and you're watching a couple of guys, what is the first things that you see that tell you right away? These guys are not good. Cleanliness. They do, really? Yeah. How clean they are when they live? How lay? clean the site is, how properly the scaffold's built, how clean their wall is, how clean. So if, for example, if somebody's, if somebody's laying stone or, or brick on a veranda and you walk on your veranda and you see mortar all over the concrete, fresh poured concrete, that's a sign, right? Yeah. Put a sheet of plywood, put Something. some paper, put sand. We, we didn't have stuff back in the days. We used to just get some sand. That's a good idea. Right? Oh, yeah. Throw some yeah. sand. Come it right protects off. it. Yeah. Small stuff like that. Joints not being properly done. A lot of holes. 
So before they joint, you'd see a lot of holes because the guys are just going quick. Fast, fast, slapping. fast. And what are the holes from next to the speed? Is it not troweling it out? No. The holes are from not spreading the mortar evenly on your bed joint and not putting enough mortar your uh, brick joint. Wow. When one brick meets another brick. A lot of guys will just kind of whatever's left on the trowel, even if it's not enough, they'll just slap the end of the brick, lay the other brick. But meanwhile, you have it's hollow inside, right? So once they finish, it's time to join if they do whatever, six, eight courses, depending on the weather. If it's hot, you join more. If it's cold, you got to wait until it sets up a bit. Otherwise, you'll make a mess. So when you look at a wall, the guy's been laying it without joining it. If you see a bunch of holes, yeah. not good. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Because you don't want to go by with another trowel and yeah. start. I yeah. used to. I used some guys even back in the days. Used to, I used to hate doing joints for, with them because I'd have to sit there and with a full, you know, trowel just filling tuck in joints. Like, guys, what the? Oh, we <laughs> tuck one here. We lay bricks. Man. What's going on here, man? <laughs> Put some. Yeah. yeah, you're not paying for the mortar. Fill it up. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's all technique. A lot of guys just butter one end. Some guys butter the face and the back. There's tons of technique. What is the right thing to do? Front and back of brick, the way I do it. So I go like this, like that. Well, I know you can't see, but... No, 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 but it makes sense. No, I, I can see totally. By the right? way, where are the cameras? Right there. I thought there was going to be uh, like a... Big <laughs> what, a whole makeup trailer? <laughs> and I thought there was going like, to be cameras. Like wardrobe if and I everything? If I knew there was no cameras, I would have never came. This is... This <laughs> This is not a this is not a TV show, you know, where they pretend to do work. This is legitimate, man. So, um, so yeah. tell us, tell us the when you're looking at people's work, what are the things that you see that are wrong? Like, I want to hear all the wrong things. Why are you so negative? Yeah, Kyle? it's not negative. Talk, I wanna, why are you such a negative? You know person? what? I'm not. I'm not very good with brick or block. So I love brick. This is block. my chance to actually okay. learn something. I could be anywhere Small. in the world and I see beautiful brickwork and block work and stonework. No, but I stop and I stare. I'm a typical I'm a typical person. This is my weak point. Uh, I'm not very good with brick or block. I see brick or block and I'm like, oh, that's a nice brick. Uh, there's a nice tuck point. But I don't <laughs> know enough about it. This is my opportunity. <laughs> I have Yvonne with me, similar, but I never pick his brain. Similar to tile. Like you're a master tile setter. Um, I um, think so. Thanks. <laughs> right when you look at tile what do you look for you look for lippage if your joints line up your horizontal joints line up you know if, if they're keeping the actual bond straight holes very and similar. grout holes Same and grout. very similar yeah. wow. very similar man and good to know stone uh, there's a couple of couple of things small examples if you're if you're running a joint too long like past three four feet which you shouldn't do you should break it up there's usually three, four sizes of stone. So you should break it up. When you look at a wall, your eye shouldn't stop in one section. It should just flow. Small things like that. I didn't know that. But these are little yeah. things that little things. the homeowners and clients yeah. may not necessarily pick yeah. up on. A skilled tradesperson will, an architect will. They'll pick up on it once they install those uh, pot lights everybody loves to then they'll put see outside. It. Then they'll <laughs> they see, see it. the raccoon climbing up the wall. Okay. They'll pick up on it. So, <laughs> so I, have, I have some family members. Uh, they've been doing brick and block for years. No one's ever taught them. They, they were like yourself. They see somebody do something and then they do it. And then they automatically assume that more Portland makes for better bond no this is what we'll i want to lead to well my father-in-law <laughs> likes to use a lot of portland and i noticed makes that it weaker, when there's no? more makes portland the brick is dirty brittle. and 
Yeah, this yeah. so this is what basically happens. It's not. It's supposed yeah. to be very what the mortar. It needs. That's why it's one part masonry. Port. It's not Portland's masonry cement with three parts sand, brick sand. That way, when you combine that, you get the right density, the right amount of flex in the mortar. It's all about that. So the Portland's actually inside of the masonry cement, along it's really with simple. So the one, harder the port, one, two, three. Yes. No, I, one, <laughs> two, three. No, but yeah. a lot of people think, and I've seen, uh, like uh, the one thing I do know is I see a lot of Portland because I can see it's shiny. It's really like really gray. I always tell people, why do you have so much Portland? And they say, oh, it's stronger. So well, I want to get rid of that I myth. Think, no, it's, I think they're confused with concrete, actual concrete, because I'm not a concrete expert, but I have a friend of mine that's a concrete expert. You know him also. Yeah, Chris. And uh, he, he always tells me, I ask him, what makes concrete stronger? He always says, Portland, more Portland, right? So I think maybe with concrete, they got it confused, but with mortar, Portland, Portland is going to make it weaker. Yeah, it's that sweet spot. You have to get that. Yeah. Sweet no, I spot. wanted to get that out because uh, a lot. I see this a lot. A lot of Portland, way too much Portland. Yeah. And if anyone's listening out there, they should think less Portland means more quality product, right? More flexibility, Not less cracking. Not less Portland. You need the right mixture. Some of the projects that I've done, I loved it because we had a silo. So a big tank, it's already pre-mixed, three to one. So all you do, it sits on top of your uh, mortar mixer. You add water to the mixer, you open a lever, it drops wow. it in. Love it. Love that <laughs> love system. Nice. I think everyone should use that system. Isn't it expensive to have that silo on site? Who cares? You're not breaking <laughs> the guy's back. No, you got a valid point, man. You, you know got bags I mean? and bags yeah. and bags. Because you got bags and then you got to shovel sand. So the poor guy is standing there throwing three, four bags at a time, shoveling 50 shovels yeah, of sand. Yeah, that's true. Rather than true. just opening a lever. Oh, what's, the, what's the cost to rent a silo? Or to have the silo? I'm not sure, to be honest. I've never rented It does one. make sense, man. It does totally. Like, how much more could it be? 50%? I agree with you. I think I'd rather go that, that silo right? route instead of having the bags. Not just killing the, the actual labor. It's your mix is always the same. Consistent. Perfect. Consistency. Your wall, once you lay a section today, you come back tomorrow, your joints... You know, if you got a guy, same. if I'm mixing today, you're mixing tomorrow and it's color. If you're off by a little bit, yeah, average, person, average person no, might not see it, see it but you'll see it. I can spot it. I can tell where the guy stopped and where the guy started the yeah, next day, right? Exactly. But it, with the silo, it's the perfect mix all the time. It's a no-brainer. How, how much has brick changed in the last 15, 20 years? What do you mean? When you say wow. brick, you mean the actual physical so, brick? Well, uh, so I've like, seen, I've seen on a lot of homes... Uh, the actual brick themselves, yeah, oh, the, material the material of the brick. So I've no, seen, I've I, seen. I think bricks have stayed. I think, I think they've I gotten think better. They've gotten maybe. better, yeah. So bricks have got better. Bricks so have gotten. Better. What were you saying got worse then? Here's my argument. I think the weather has gotten worse. I think the time yeah. of the year that we install, yeah. and and a lot of guys don't tent prop or they don't tent properly. Tarp, they they heat. don't tarp. They don't heat. They, they don't, don't heat keep the heat consistency overnight. They don't do all those things. And those little details that you're supposed yeah. to do create failures down the line. Brick, brick is supposed to last generations, man. It's <laughs> I got supposed a good story to. for you. So go ahead. I worked with a crew. I'm not going to mention any names for about two years. 
ABC crew. ABC. <laughs> These guys were monsters. 11 bricklayers, we used to do a house a day. A house a day. Oh, wow. A day. Day. We'd work. Mine, usually when it hits minus 17, 18, a lot of guys say, you know what? It's a little bit cold. With wind chill, we call it a day. <laughs> with these guys, you're laughing. With these guys. Minus 17 with wind chill. What do you minus mean? Minus 25 with wind chill, we and would And you're work. still bricking? We bricked, man. We're laying concrete in that so, right now. Okay, so I go back to my theory. It's the weather. It, it didn't work out with the company. I go back. It was summertime. And I see, you know, everybody's gone. I hear power washers. I said, what the fuck's going on? They're power washing all the houses. Because what happened is they took the tarp down too early and the mortar flash. What does that? Wait, wait. So what does that mean? They didn't let the mortar cure. So what happened? Fully if you cure. Don't, if you don't let it fully cure... It almost flakes, like a, almost an eighth of an inch of your joint will just pop off. You can just you could put your finger. Yeah, run. You could put finger. your finger on it, and it will just crumble. So they had to go back and power wash. I don't know how many houses, and then go back and grind and tuck points and uh, yeah. Oh my god! How did the brick look itself? The brick. They saved the brick. Uh, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't take it down. They're actually power washing the actual house. Wow. The, the house. Uh, standing so it the flashing <laughs> of the cold that's what happened right they didn't let yeah you're supposed to let the heaters run cure the mortar right it's so during the this is a good point so during the winter even for brick layers you yeah. should have it uh, hoarded off tented completely well, see, clients i guess clients and pms of track builders have this mindset that you only need the heat running as long as there's human bodies and they're working yeah. Well, that's not the case. Yeah, but how do you get around that? It's so dangerous to let those... Especially uh, those... You need a supervisor on site that has yeah. to stay there, right? Supervisor security, but again, cha-ching, cha-ching. Oh, I know. And plus, that, you right? know, all of a sudden... And they're sleeping, right? And yeah. all of a sudden, they have a light yeah. shine their there eyes has open. Been, there has been many fires. I mean, even with the, with the salamanders that are on site, a lot of guys drop a brick. You know, I'm on the scaffold, I smell gas. I look down, you see the, the line severed. Because the brick is rubbered, sharp. Right? I the know. The brick falls on it, cuts it. Now you got one 10 feet away, you're leaking Can't gas. Be, yeah, it's dangerous, right? It's totally dangerous. <laughs> Excuse me. So. Well, well, I got lots of questions for you, dude. Uh, I've been waiting yeah. for this. Um, That's good because you're a podcast host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How far does brick need to be off the ground? Off you the know, ground. some guys go a little too close. I've always been told eight inches from the actual pore. Of the solid foundation, eight, yeah, eight to ten inches, no. you should be off the ground. Too low. I Too I low. thought it was minimum, like building code was twelve. Yeah, okay, I, twelve. So that's, that's something what I new from twelve grade. or higher. I mean, you don't need to bring the brick down that low if you have issues with your foundation. Well, hang on a sec. Here's the question: Who's the PM on the job? If it's a concrete guy, that exposed concrete is going to probably be about two feet. If it's a brick guy, it's probably going to be about six inches. Well, you know I where see, I'm getting at? I yeah. see that new construction. <laughs> yeah. I got a call from my doctor, and he's like, "Hey, listen, my um, in the front we, of the house, we, right? we have the same doctor, uh, well, massage therapist, and not like that either." Dun 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 <laughs> dun dun dun. The bricks flaking. Yeah, so the bricks flaking. In Obviously, the, the salt in the ice in is the getting to it because it's too low. He's only got about ten inches, not even there, maybe. Really closer That's to what's eight. going on. Front of the house? Yeah. So all the skin is completely coming off the brick and it's just. You got to keep apart. in mind, though, that exposed concrete is, we all know concrete's porous. 
Yeah. So it's wicking the water from the grade. Yeah. And it works its way up. And if it gets too high to the first course of brick, it's going to wick into the brick. The brick doesn't dry. Then the brick starts to flake off the face of it. And that's how you get failure. So you need that separation, that height, right? Is there a maintenance on brick? I used to do high rise window cleaning and I would get called for commercial buildings. Depends on what's part of the town. And we'd have to put sealer on the brick. Brick is supposed to breathe. No, but it's a breathable sealer latex. And it would stop. Breathable sealer. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I shouldn't have said sealer, but it's in that. Some type of protection to repel water. Not really. So is there a maintenance for brick or block? Yeah. Just take a look at it. Walk around your house. Walk around your building. Take a look. Is there any cracks? Is there any cracks in the mortar? Do you see any step cracking? If you see step cracking, look at your foundation. Does it carry to the foundation? Yeah, wash out, right. so just, on. Yeah. Just yeah. imagine your Inspect. house and what goes on during a rainstorm. Follow yeah. the path of the water exactly. where it goes. You'll notice that asphalt shingles wear out faster wherever there's a yeah. downspout that kind of runs next to it, right? Yeah. And the same thing with bricks. So if there's a little bit of a roof canopy that comes over a tiny bit, that brick is going to wear out more because there's going to be snow load on that piece of the roof, but that snow load is going to be higher than the flashing. Yeah. Right now, I could say for the record... 12 inches is minimum before you get as the far brick. as I checked the last time on the cold, higher. 12, inch yeah. 12 inches higher. So yeah. uh, Lawrence's issues are, are they in the front of the house? Yes. That's, that's why. See, that's, that's always the salt bri- right off the road. What, at what point is the first course? Uh, because the front of the house, they don't like to have your brick ledge too high. You so need it for of, cosmetics. And then it's an older home, right? Because in the newer houses, yeah, it's how old is it? 12 years old. Yeah. It's, it's getting, it's getting better. Yeah, now I it needs to be replaced better. and yeah. fixed. So you're asking the material that I see, like, uh, for example, the brick, the stone, even the masonry cement, the sand, I find that the products are better. The brick, even the brick ties, believe it or not, I find that the actual products, they are better. I can tell by just grabbing a brick and trying to break yep. it. You can tell the, the quality. But I think you were going to, and I was gonna, I'm going to agree with you, I think the sand is inferior. I think the sand yeah. isn't as good as it it's used coarser. to. Be. It's coarser. It's <laughs> coarser. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So does that mean I, it's I, it's larger? Like okay, think about it as a kid. Like when I was in a sandbox playing, yeah. that sand was like really nice sand. Yeah, that's different. Brick sands, it's different. Yeah, brick sand. brick sand's got a nice texture to it. Yeah. And then I find that the, the brick sand that's sold today is coarser. It is coarser, yeah. If you're doing any commercial work, any for example, the uh Ryerson University that we did, we built the uh elevator, elevator shaft, all four floors we built the uh, staircase the uh, the mising wall for the staircase the fire escapes it, it was specced on on our drawings to use a premix so i love that stuff because it's consistent the bags are already mixed you just pop them open add water and mix it new construction that's why going back to the silos i think they should eliminate that mix by hand It'll eliminate I, you know, a lot I agree of issues, with you, man. Right? I, I, I totally agree. They really yeah, but should. wouldn't you take away the trade that way? No. No. no eh? Would you want to start mixing? They'll kiss the, you. <laughs> your your mortar for your tile. They give you two bags, yeah. and you got to mix equal parts. Would you want to start doing that? No, you're right. That's a good point. Would you want to go in January and put a torch on the sand because it's frozen? You know, okay. break away chunks at a time or in the summer. Sometimes. And this is why I'm not a bricklayer. I, I remember, it's like dust. It's like dust. I remember I used to go through two skids of cement. So just imagine how many bags I threw into that mixer, how much of that 
I inhaled. Oh, that's that's a, that's <laughs> another that's the health and safety yeah. issue, right? It's um, true. I, you know what? I do like. And who's who's the big? Who are the big players that do the premix stuff? I'm not sure now. I'm not sure. It's a red, and I remember the uh, logo. I just can't recall the name. There's a bunch. You of You know companies. what? It's really. It makes it's, a lot of sense when you're doing. It's a available. Home, yeah. So it's not like some people can say, "Hey, it's hard to find." No, it's there. But I mean, how much are we? Okay. We're not talking a lot of money here. I would say maximum 50% more. Max. Maximum. But then you're getting a perfect consistency you, every single time. You're, you're mixing faster. You're mixing your brick faster. Layers are not so your labor's away. less. Well, wait a second. Less labor. We do have a problem, though. You, you stated that most guys are only laying 600 instead of 1,200 like you That's used to. That's a completely to. different different issue, right? We're talking about the mixing Mixing, you get, you don't want a guy staying there all day mixing, 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 mixing. So you're saying having an extra so, guy on bricks yeah, is going to be faster just, and more productive. Uh, if you can just fill the mixer up with water, crank a lever, fill it up, give it time to mix, pour it, put it up on scaffold, rather than having one guy sitting in a machine and another guy, poor guy, shoveling sand in minus 20 weather or plus yeah, 30. True. Right. You uh, know, it's, it's, you know so, what's funny is that every brick laborer I've ever met has wanted to be a bricklayer. Yes. I haven't met one laborer. I have. Have you really? Oh, yeah. I've worked with tons of them. And yeah. he, they just love being I, laborer? Uh, like, uh, there was a great guy, Orlando. This guy was about, I think, five foot tall, max. He was an animal. <laughs> How he, the he, hell did he, he lift he up the mixer and pour? Oh, man, this guy was... Really? He, yeah. Doesn't he, have to lift up the wheelbarrow that high. At that, that time, high. I think he was around 61, 62. And the guy was an animal, A man. brick. The he guy, was a brick. He, the guy was an animal. He taught me so much. You don't see much of that kind of... Uh, How are the hands of oh. a bricklayer? <laughs> no, because yeah. the way I look at Picture it is... Picture a bear. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, but I, I worry about the lime, yeah. you know, because what a lot of people don't realize, like in tile setting, and I can just imagine in, in concrete also, because I do a lot of yeah. concrete, I wear gloves. I'm like one of the rare few guys that wear rubber gloves and then yeah. put cotton gloves over I, top. I because that. you lose yeah. protein cells from lime it eats your hands and yeah. cracks it it dries them up how many guys in industry That's, have horrible hands back in those days we used to buy a truck or a guy would come come to site with you know bags of gloves filled in the back of his car i think we used to buy like uh, a pack for five dollars you know the cotton ones with the different colors like Throw yellow away, yeah. green red that's what the guys used to wear. That's what we used to wear back in the days. Nowadays, if you go to sites, you see the guys, they have the, uh, you know, with the late, latex on the, like like the, the, the tough, thin, the tough, thin rubber, yeah, kind the of, thin rubber, and then the neoprene and, on the top exactly, kind of thing. And those, they're, they're using that, yeah, right? Which is very smart. You, very you've smart. heard other episodes of this show, right, Yvonne? Yes. And I think recently, uh, Carlito's been asking about any new products that our guests want to invent. Yeah. And you just made me think of something, right? <laughs> Wouldn't it be really interesting if we actually started coming up with like a bricklayer moisturizer? At the yeah. end of the day, you actually take this moisturizer and it actually brings your hands right back well, to where I, it's supposed I, to be. I forget what the name of it is. I have, a, I have this green yeah, I've thing I buy that. from Oh, you're Home telling Depot. me someone's already done this? Yeah. yeah. And my hands will like from the lime, like cause I'm either if it's not thin set or I'm laying concrete, like today I did 12 yards of concrete. There's no way that you don't get this on your hands. 
First thing I yeah. do is before I start, like my new thing is my hands have dried up so bad. I put the cream on my hands a half an hour before I start oh, concrete. Okay, here we go. No, because <laughs> I want to get my hands saturated. Put before. the lotion in the basket, hey, Carlito. Baby. <laughs> yeah. And then after, like I find myself putting it on my hands for the yeah. next hour after. Man, I was getting ready to do a post on Instagram, man, about <laughs> like some beauty product, kind of modeling it. I have a big issue. I used to get a lot of uh, callus here oh, okay. on this section of my index finger from holding the trowel, getting so much mortar with kind of, you know, I used to have to put, it was, it was pretty bad one time, went to the doctor, check it out. That stuff will eat have, away at your. Have hands, they done man. studies like have calcium all that corrosive? Well, no, no. Uh, <laughs> well, they say Lyme disease. Stuff, right? It's a. It, it is a yeah, true breathing. fact that you can get Lyme disease. Or the guys that cut use the uh, quick cut. Quick cuts back in those days. Silica does. It's still used, happening. No one's never up used hoses. masks. We never used glasses. That's the changes that I see that I like nowadays. Nowadays, nowadays they're being more safe. They're safe, which I love it. They're safer. That's why going back to that. Uh, like 600 brick a day thing. I think, you know what? It's actually a good thing. Unless they're underproducing, if they're averaging the same amount of bricks every day, it's fine. They're safe. You know, as long as all those factors, you add them all yeah, up. Yeah, they still right? have it's their not back. about production. <laughs> yeah, I see even the supervisors nowadays, like the uh, foremans, they're different than back. back they're more those, conscious of yeah, this. Yeah, they're conscious. They're not pushing the guys. You know, they still always faster, faster. You feel like you're a racehorse, man. Back then, it, it always whipped. blew my mind whenever I would drive by, let's say, a hospital, yeah. and I saw a doctor outside having a smoke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it just, it just always blew my mind yeah. that there was none of this care. I, I don't yeah. get it, and I'm sure that it still is. You see it. I'm sure yeah. guys are still not putting the respirators on, putting the goggles on, and it takes one split second. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I see the builders have labors, super, super assistants. When they see you, they're writing the guys up. They're telling them, listen, next time I see you without your glasses, you know, strike three, you're out of here. There's a lot of, uh, even, even with the unions, they're doing a lot of, uh, a lot of great, you know, seminars on uh, teaching these guys PPE, right? Yeah. So all the protective stuff. That's well, great you're stuff. you're up to all your. Yeah. You, you have your propane. You have your fall arrest. You have everything. I don't know how many. I got about seven, eight cards. I have to get them because we do commercial work, especially like we're talking about Ryerson. The whole crew, we we spent a couple of weeks. Just going to get all the licenses and this you and have that to. and updating them. You well, have you're not. You're just not a typical contractor. You're you're pretty diverse. Like we you do. do you do second floor additions. You do renovations. But do. a lot of people don't know you do I'm, a lot of loblaws. I'm, I'm and, very and, lucky. I'm yeah. fortunate. I've I've actually throughout networking and family and friends. I've kind of tried every sector of construction. I've loblaws. We did a lot of renovations. For Loblaws, I think the last store I did was my 67th store. Wow, dude. Holy cow. Yeah, since 20, uh, 2014, probably done around 240 what bathrooms. Are you, you're doing all the brickwork on the outside? No. All, what are you doing? Interior renovations. All the interior so all renovations. all their public bathrooms, staff bathrooms, some of their kitchens. <laughs> wow. So next time I go to Loblaws, I'm going to go to use the John. I've done them from Ottawa to Windsor, from downtown to... Collingwood, I've done. So it. But this guy's so, an animal. So, this, yeah. so you, you, Yvonne, you've met Bob Blah Blah? No, no. <laughs> no. Bob, Bob, Bob. Isn't 
his name? Bob blah blah. No, but he does a Bob, lot of blah, key, blah. he does a lot of kiosks like Yeah, uh, we've done for CN. We and, did I think we did a uh Lynn chocolate in Eden Center a couple of years ago. All did they give you any chocolate? Yes, they did actually. Some kiosks for uh like telephone companies. Did a few restaurants. Done pretty much. So you like a the commercial side? Everything. I like all the all parts of it, right? I've even worked for a developer. We had three uh, seven-story buildings. Um, I was there for about six months, helping them manage, bring in trades, kind of quality control. Doing, I was on the machine in the office, everywhere. So how many guys you got working for you? Right at the moment, we have two. Two guys. Yes. That's it. Myself and uh, my main guy, Andrew Anderson. He's been in the business for a long time. He's around, I believe, 63 years old. And uh, we have another skilled guy that we kind of sent out the sites to repair But you this, sub out. That. That's what you do. Yeah. I like well, to, he's a PM. You're a PM. Yeah, we're, we're general contractors. I mean, You've my got company, like 30 we're, we're a construction company. Yeah, we yeah. have, for example, plumbing. We have about three, four plumbing companies. It all depends. If it's commercial, we use this guy. The other company doesn't do commercial. So HVAC, uh, electrical, framing... Every part of it, every division. So we do pretty much a little bit of everything. Was that always the plan when you got started? Were you, um, were you looking towards the future this way, that you'd, you'd be a PM running this kind of a ship? Yes, kind yeah. of. When I, when I started, I always wanted to, to do just like custom homes, which at the moment we're doing two. Are they really custom homes or they just have a title custom no, homes? No, they're custom <laughs> uh, once I'm done with them, upgrading this and upgrading that. Custom and means custom. <laughs> keeping the, the client's uh, budget. Yeah. <laughs> right? I like to uh, go above and beyond. If it's custom, it's custom. We don't like to do any kind of cookie cutter. Two very similar homes or are they different homes? Two different homes. Two, like contemporary yeah. style? What kind of style are we talking about here? Yeah, they're both pretty much uh, contemporary. Yeah? Nice. There's one up here in Etobicoke. The other one's in Markham. Um, we have another one coming up this year we have an addition in toronto coming up this year a lot of stuff lined up for the year so we're doing a lot of residential this year but i had a meeting today um, a lot of commercial work coming this year also so be a good year Keep commercial work is busy. good because i guess the money is good but the turnaround is quick money is good everything's specced so you get a package this is your package build it this way nobody calls you. read says, the book i don't want that change it to this yeah. i don't like you. so it's Here's your package. Build it. How about we start doing that in residential? Custom, custom. I'm, we start packaging. I'm, I'm trying to. We're trying to. We have. I'm putting a team together. Started uh, last year trying to put a team together of designers, architects. Put together a package so when a client calls, we can go meet with them, give them a package, tell them, listen, what's your wish list? What do you want to do? Just a simple meeting. Okay, this is your wish list. This is what you want to do. We can give you a package that'll cost this much. It'll include this, this, and this. Uh, a design rendering, uh, material selection, architectural drawings, uh, permit application, if we need to go to zoning. So uh, we're, we're still in, in the works. A lot of bigger homes, a lot of people that are building like 7,000 square foot plus, they'll actually reach out to designers and they'll put the package together. We've priced a few projects like that. So the client comes to us with a package. They have their own architect. They have their own designers. 
they'll send you specs for complete, complete build. We want this shingle, this roof, the chandelier, this toilet, this tile, this kitchen. Here's all the manufacturers. So at that point, why hasn't the, the designer that's been involved and put that whole thing together, why don't they just suggest a builder on their roster? They do, but a lot of the times the homeowners, they like to... They want to make shop, some magic? Shop around. Shop really, around. Yeah? yeah? They want to shop around. Shop around for prices or shop around for, for quality? Both. Because that's um, important to me. It depends. Some designers and contractors work hand in hand. I mean... You know, you hire me, you're getting my builder and my architect. Do you think clients are kind of uh, nervous about having everything in a one-stop shop, like the designer, the architect, the builder? My opinion, two things. Either the builder or the designer. So you pick the designers, let them refer you some builders. Most likely they'll have one, most of the time, from my experience. They have their, their first one that they yeah, always recommend. If, if you're spending the money to put a package together, why not send it, ask around family, friends, or... However, people source contacts out through the internet. A lot of good uh, sites on the internet, contractor builder sites. Pick a couple of builders out, send them the package. A lot of them might tell you, you know what, to give you, I'll give you just a total lump sum. You know, this is a guesstimation. Uh, your home will cost 700000 to build. A lot of the times, some of the contractors will say, for a fee, I'll give you a breakdown of the budget of all the divisions, 16 divisions of construction um, for a fee. So I think the main thing is the clients should do their homework. They really well, should. Well, 100%, man. They really should. You're investing a lot of money. I've always said homework. they should spend more time investigating, researching. Ask questions. Yes. Ask and and questions. then the actual build itself. Yeah. Ask questions. Uh, what's the last house you built? What, yeah you know can we go see it <laughs> yeah but you know you and i have run into problems because we've mm. done projects together you know sometimes when i couldn't take projects on you're the only person that i would give my work to to gc a project and take it over mean losing <clears throat> it i'd rather see someone that i trust at least do make a business out of it you and i have run into problems where people have brought their architects and engineers it's created more problems because they never used your or my well, architects or engineers it, and it can be a problem in the long it, run it, right it goes back to what like what i said earlier it's a big investment for a homeowner so do your homework don't jump on the first builder or contractor that comes to your house and and gives you a super don't nice rush. salesman speech and you know <laughs> smile no, smile ear to ear and yeah <laughs> so shop around it's a big investment i mean the average home nowadays basic you're starting at around 200 dollars a square foot that's a start it and goes that's up low to, it, I, basic yeah. start and it can go up to 400 it can go up to 600 i've heard some guys built cottages for 600 a square foot yeah. wow cottages that's are amazing. not cottages anymore so, that's high end for example you're investing that that type of money spend the time like i said you want to buy a fifty thousand dollar car what do you do first you go test drive it right it's true shop around <laughs> ask questions ask for previous work Ask for previous clients. Hey, I just want to give them a call. Do you miss being on the tools? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. But I you're really not on do. the tools all that much now. I have my tool belt. I was off the tools for a bit. I just didn't have time. Now they have those nice containers with a stackable. I went out and I bought all sustainers. the... Uh, the sustainers. The sustainers. I, I love the, those. I have them too. I the bought sustainers. the um, Milwaukee ones. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, who, what's your go-to tool? I already know this. You and Manny are going to get along. Hilti. 
No. You change. <laughs> you used to be a Bosch guy. Bosch, I like for uh, hammer drill. Like certain things I like Bosch. But you I'm, used to be a Bosch I guy. I love Hilti. I love Good Hilti. I got it. Once I hey, got into that's commercial. That's why we get along. Once I got into commercial and I, we really didn't have, I think towards the end we got Hilti, right? Yeah, that's right. Towards the, at the last year. And that opened my Hilti. eyes up to it and I really I enjoyed it. So let me get this straight. A bunch of free tools were given to you guys and they yeah. happened to be Hilti and that's why you guys I, are Hilti. No, but I, yeah. I had free tools from, and this we sounds had horrible. from everyone. Yeah. I had free tools from all of them yeah. and I got to choose what worked for me. Okay, yeah. here's a more important question. Which I already know the answer. Truck or van? Truck. Of course. Yeah. Uh, but hang on a sec. Wait a second. <laughs> but which, ask him what which, he misses. What? You miss vans. You got it outside. I can borrow it from you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I had an exact same van. I had it for a long time. I love that van. Did a lot of work with that van. A lot of work. Because you can get a lot more stuff yeah. safely locked up inside yeah. than a pickup truck, right? That's the thing about Listen, it. I didn't want to get too far away from brick because this is my opportunity to talk brick and block with yes. you. B&B? You said something really important at the very beginning. We are losing our masons and our brick layers and our block layers. And it's a lost art. Guys are what not getting into it. What is happening to the industry? Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Because why? Guys are not getting into it. What's the reason why they're not getting into it? The actual work, it's, it's tough work. It's, it's not easy. It is you hard work. I mean? It's hard work. The other thing is the money's not that great, to be honest. What I it's see, not? No. What I see these guys making nowadays, very similar to what I used to make 10 years ago. You know what I mean? So what's going on here is that the money, okay, the job has gone up. The price of the job has gone up. Yeah, but it pushed you into a different tax bracket. All the dues and everything went up. So that means that the actual hourly rate went down? Hourly rate increased, but... Taxes decreased. Taxes. <laughs> there's so many, like... Well, I should have brought one of my bills if you would have told me my last stub from a couple of years ago. You, there's like six, seven different deductions right that's Through depressing union and this and that and that's depressing man yeah, so the it's money, true it's don't get me wrong it, it's good money but it could be better like the guys work hard not just for masons all construction guys especially the guys that are on new subdivisions a lot of guys squawk a lot of people say ah yeah they rushed it they rushed it slap it up cookie cutter yeah but go ask them what they're getting paid to drywall the whole house to tape the whole house to that's paint the, the whole house that they're slapping it up yeah they have to they got family okay but I guess, I guess my argument is like where's the money going then is the money isn't really there i can't say uh, I, okay <laughs> so my my analogy my analogy was really the simple states, by the way when you look at professional sports athletes yes and you hear about what their salaries are and people start crying about those numbers those numbers and more are coming into the stadium so the owners of the company or the the teams the owners yeah. of the facility that money is there so are yeah. we that's my argument are we are the gc's taking too much money or they're like, is the overhead too much? Is it like there's way too many? Now as a, as a business owner, you've got so much overhead that these younger guys don't realize. Yeah. They go, oh, you're making all the cake. You're doing this. Yeah, yeah, but I'm carrying all these insurances. I'm carrying all these WSIBs. I'm carrying all this safety stuff. I'm carrying everything here. So I have to yeah. pay for all that. So it has to cover all that shit. Oh, 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 that was Carlito's <laughs> phone. And he's That's the weird first because I'm one. wearing my Bluetooth and it went off. <laughs> 
He's mm. the first one of 2020. They're Hi. busted. <laughs> a, a little bit. It should be a little bit higher. I'm not saying double their wages, you know, turn them all into <laughs> NBA salaries, but a little bit better, a little bit better. Are the guys asking for the same amount as their age or, or more? What do you mean? Well, if a 25-year-old comes in, I go, I want to get paid 25, 26. They got the union backing them up. There's already set fees. You can't pick and choose. That's it. So you only you work with union guys? I worked. When I did masonry, I did only union. That was it? That's it. I was in the union for 10 years. Still a member? You still no. kept it? No. No? Moved on? <laughs> um, I told you you needed you, cameras. You, you, you have the, saw that. You have the same views as me. You would have saw that. When it comes See? to well, union. Okay, so... I really believe that for individuals like yourself, a union doesn't work. But there's a lot of people out there that need a union. You don't need to. You don't have to do your own paperwork. You don't have to do your own taxes. You don't have to chase your own customers. Smart, smart. Where's, like, Where's the violin? Yeah, it's, it smells like there's a union member here. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It smells like there's one here. I don't um, know. But even more important, before uh, be, before Manny interrupted me, sorry. Well, no, how does that saying go? Uh, it goes. Is that oh, your union rep at the door? <laughs> <laughs> He's got some hats for you. So now we lost all these amazing trades. Yeah, we haven't has, lost them. Has brick and have, are you seeing a decrease in brick and block in the industry right now? That's my first part no, of the question. No, it's actually getting more technical. It's, so how are they keeping up? The workload Are we is bringing not, more people in from other parts of the country now? No, or other countries? No, other no, countries, man. No, it's I'm hearing a, a lot of Mexican there's workers a, coming legally here to work, and they're taking a lot of work, or they're doing the it, work now. A small, I'd say small percentage, but the workload is not what it used to be. The houses, the amount of houses they put up now... It's not like what it was in between 2001 to 2010, right? They're not the subdivisions that are not that big. Plus, you're not doing full brick yeah, homes now. I mean, nowadays, it takes them a week to do a house. Is longer. that because there's less guys on a house? No, they're, they're more a little bit more technical. Some of them. There's a lot of different. There's Some of them are cookie cutter, you know? Some of them are just front of the house is a little bit of stone and brick. The rest of the house is siding. So That's what I mean. They're adding the a lot more there, different yeah. kinds of cladding materials. They're, they're, What's your favorite brick? I was to build my own house. I just do all stone, the whole house. Wow. All, all four sides? All four sides. Boy. Stone, precast around the windows. Wow. Somebody's making pure cake. All stone. <laughs> <laughs> I love no stone. cookie here. All cake. <laughs> That's it, buddy. Cake with chocolate. All right, so here's, here's, here's the major question. How do we make it, because I really want to do this. How do we make it more attractive for younger guys to go, I want to be a bricklayer. But it's not just bricklaying. If you think about it, the whole industry Stonework. is short, right? Well, yeah, though. But but the thing is, there's I, I don't think there's ever going to be a shortage of framers. I don't think there's ever going to be a shortage of, of tile setters, drywallers, Man. electricians, mechanical. I don't think there's ever yeah, going to be a shortage of those. Mechanical is different. Mechanical. But concrete. Yeah, forming Concrete. foundations, roofers, bricklayers, yeah. stonemasons. Yeah. You are always going to have a shortage. Look at what you just named. All the hardest jobs. All the hardest jobs. That's <laughs> what it is. So how do we make so, them get in? How do we make them get into this business? That's a tough one, buddy. That's how do we? How do we make it attractive? The government should probably be making some really cool-looking kind of commercial spots and getting. Well, we'll maybe. figure that out in the next few years. But what yeah. is your favorite brick? <laughs> 
If you had well, a brick, you're like, just gonna dismiss. Manny, Manny you're gonna dismiss that valid Manny point. Manny loves these like twelve elongated. Uh, no, inch. to be honest, no, I the, like that stuff. The original the, uh, Ontario size brick. I've always been a fan Ontario of the original size brick. Is beautiful. I love yeah. that, but I also I love what's coming out of Europe and Italy. Yeah. These really Even long, the linear, sixteen inch colors, ones. glazing. Yeah. What do you think of all that? Colors, to be honest, colors. I like the old original yeah. red. Clay wow. brick. brick is New brick. York style brick. Yeah, brick I is love brick. That stuff. Even with the uh, with the yellow accents around, yes. the I like that yes. look too. Even Ry- you bring up Ryerson. Ryerson has a, the original buildings have a lot of yellow brick, like yeah. the yellow brown brick. Yeah. Now, yeah. and I like that's those a sawdust brick, right? Sawdust brick. No. Yeah, there, there was bricks back in Canada that a lot of people, a lot of bricks were built in with sawdust in Portland. Maybe. That's new to I've me. Never, yeah, I've never no, heard of that. Where'd you get that from? I mean, I talk yeah. a lot, buddy. I talk to all kinds of people. I, I see bricks right. falling apart and I say, why is that happening? And then people have said, well, that's a sawdust brick. And right. that's why I'm asking because I want to, I want to maybe figure this out and see what's, am I going to get an fact, email? It's not. Am yeah, I going to get an email? Actual, <laughs> the actual quality of the product, it's gotten a lot better. To be honest, yeah, you're saying that you don't see as much efflorescence as, as yeah. you do on that's the true. Normal, you don't, right? And you why don't. is that? Quality of the brick, the quality the of the brick, it doesn't the brick. absorb moisture. It's not holding moisture. Oh, so it's not wicking it in yeah. from the from the mortar. Yeah, wow, that's not, a great not point. Not just from the mortar, from the actual from the actual brick itself. There have been many recalls. Like even there was some back in the days, a lot of houses need, had to come down. The, the, the brick was that the, bad. Yeah, the factories screwed up, so I had to take now, it all down. Now you've uh, let's go. Let's move to a little bit of block work. What is the traditional, and what do you recommend when you do block? Say for a basement or mean? for a wall. Basement, I like cast in place. Yeah, to be honest, I don't like block. ICF even better than cast in place. Wow, yeah. I've never what, done ICF. I want to do it. I want to try it. Now out. I did a. Uh, it's still to this date one of my favorites. You don't see it around the Duracell. Yeah, that's the the hay and the concrete, wasn't it? They're actual blocks that are made of straw, de- demineralized wood, which oh, is right. mixed yeah. in with timber strand, some type yeah. of uh, cement mixture, twelve inches high, twelve inches wide by sixteen inches long, filled and with rocks. They actually have uh, Roxel insulation in the cavities and the really yeah. And you can put it in with yeah. PL. You don't even have to uh, yeah, put thin set in, right? Yeah, you can PL it in place. Yeah. So what we, what you would do? Do your footing. What we did on the project. The first time I the, saw it was you doing yeah, it at Mike's garage. Oh, on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't a part of the show. It was after I left the show. Mike asked me to come to his place and do some work. So I put up the uh, his garage. I did all, uh, pretty much the excavation. So what's the, what's the, the brand name about this product? What is it called? Um, Dura, Durasol. I, I, I think you're right. Man. And so it's it's uh, so it's an ICF product. I Yes, it's an ICF product, but the actual instead of it foam, it's not foam. It's uh, it's Roxel. strands. Here. But it's strands of it's strands of timber strand. Okay. Yeah. With Portland in it. Yeah. With some type oh, of wow. cement mixture. So it doesn't conduct. It's fifth. The technology. If I'm correct, uh, one of the reps told me it, it 
they developed it in Germany. It's, I think, 30 or 40 years old or something like that. And why did it's, you like it so much? Because it makes like sense, it? man. Yeah, it's light. Look I at mean, it. It yeah. makes sense. You just put it together. I mean, you, sh you should have a little bit. There are a few tricks that you need so to know. So basically, it's a block. It's a block. But it has rock salt you in can, it. Yeah, it's that block there is it's very light. You can pick it up with three fingers. But it's very wide. If I remember yeah. correctly, yeah, it's, it's um, very wide. I got to yeah, check There's that different out. sizes. I think there's 12-inch and then 14-inch. But are they're 12-inch high by 16-inch. Are they doing a lot of work here in Canada? But you're saying it's from Europe? No, they they had a plant, I think, out uh, in London. I think I haven't worked with them since. I've seen it around. There was one of their one of their main reps that we kind of kept in touch through. Uh, even Chris is good friends with them. He did a lot of builds up in Meaford. He built a lot of homes. He built a few homes with it. That makes sense, man. I, I like love that. it. So yeah. you do first course, like I so said. So how come you're not doing it for your customers now? It's their architect, unfortunately. Spec. The one that's the coming up this year, actually the, the two, the addition I can't, but potentially there's two. I even want to use that new product I've been noticing around the zip wall. I love it. That thing looks amazing. What is that? The zip wall. The, well, it's from Huber, right? Yeah. The thing is, I've, I've heard good and bad things about the zip wall. What are the bad well, things? It, they're not sealing it perfectly regarding yeah. the vapor and moisture barriers. It's not It's not what a perfect seal. The, the product itself or the application? The product itself when it gets taped to the next panel. Yeah. Look into that yeah. and, and just... The product itself as a panel yeah. works perfectly, but you, you never build a house that's four by eight. Right. Yeah. So you've got to attach another panel. Yeah. It's the actual installation and how that zipping, the taping, yeah, yeah, putting yeah. it all together. Those are not perfect. This um, is what I'm hearing through scientific yeah, Believe me, before I do anything with it, I'm going to research yeah, the shit it, out of look it. At the re like, look at the yeah. science behind it and yeah. make sure that it is doing what it says it's yeah. supposed to be doing. Because there's one thing, and there's a lot of companies out there that will call a lot of features to their specifications yeah. when it's lab tested. Lab tested is not home custom build tested. So it's yeah. two different environments, yeah, yeah. right? So until you start showing me home on site yeah. tested and those on results, field, yeah. I don't I don't listen to you. You want to make a nice lab and make it all perfect and everything, I won't listen to you. Yeah. So I'm just hearing, do your own homework. Like you say, we always tell yeah. clients to do all their homework. As contractors, we want to try a new product. Exactly. doesn't matter if the masses are talking all positive about it and everybody's jumping on yeah, board. Yeah, all crap. It doesn't uh, matter about that because yeah. there's been lots they of products that have been expressed on IG that... That all of a sudden everybody right. jumps on board because all of a sudden the brand gave it out to everybody to try right. it out and then all of a sudden four months or six months or a year later Whoops. it sucks <laughs> and nobody's using right. it and you can't congee the shit out of that product <laughs> to get rid of it yeah. so i would just say as contractors do all your own homework yeah, and find yeah, out for definitely. yourself with everything that you every building product. envelope is, is a serious Huge. thing and and everyone is um, every brand is saying their own thing and it's hard to kind of find out, okay, well, who's right, who's wrong? And until you get a bunch of research, and I don't know, me personally, I would start with the Germans. I think they've been doing a lot of good stuff. So whatever's going on in Europe, I would yeah. pay attention to those studies. Uh, I'm Can just, you say that just... again one more time? The Germans? The Germans. <laughs> yeah. The Germans. Oh, the Germans. A couple, couple of things. Even insulating, like uh, I mentioned, we worked on three seven-story buildings and what we did was uh we spray foam from the outside so yeah. the masons would go attach all their brick ties special system block lock they chalk it out install them spray foam guys would come in spray foam and you start laying your stones why aren't they doing that on homes 
Best way to insulate a home is from the outside. It's is not that, a secret. Well, some people <laughs> 1, are they're coming up dude. with new technologies or with new theories of technology saying that it's better from the inside no. now. No way. So That's why even the theory behind ICF, yeah. where is the foam? It's on exactly. both sides, man. Yeah. So why are we not it, it's just recently that we started applying 1 inch or 2 inch yeah. foam panels on the outside yeah. and then putting your exterior cladding, right? I've seen homes where it's been uh, 10 inches of rock salt cavity. But oh, the problem became how do you fasten cladding to that? Yeah. Even if you put a bracket on there and you try to cut, you're going to get sag. But yeah. the thing is that what I hear from studies, the insulation should be on the outside. Insulation shit. That's why I like stucco. A lot of guys go, hey, you're a mason. Why you? I love stucco. You love stucco? Ephes? It's beautiful. Really? Oh, yeah. You, like the, so you throw a golf ball actually, at Actually, you do some really good stucco work. Uh, Not myself. My stucco yeah, your contractor. Give yeah, me a golf ball. Throw it at it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, golf ball shouldn't go through. No way. No? No. That's uh, a little yeah. bit too much. Yeah. I don't I know. Mean, I've only used Duroc. That's the only... I could I could throw right? a golf ball at brick and stone, won't do anything but give me a black eye. Yeah. <laughs> that's two for two twenty. But the stone is not uh, it's not insulating your house from the outside, right? So true. And what do you have between even with brick, the application like they were using Tyvek and there was issues with Tyvek. Yeah, because it wasn't breathable. So when they do stucco, they put on. Uh, there's a lot of other companies. I'll, I only use Duroc. Um, they have a polar bear jacket, the trowel on polar yeah. bear jacket. That thing's, it's beautiful. It completely seals the outside. Then you apply your puck system. Oh, really? Foam. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th you're supposed to have that seven part in a yeah. stucco system. Yeah. But well, uh, how do you Integra Respect is my favorite. Uh, I know we all have our ICF. Uh, favorites. Yeah, I've heard it's of It's all about webbing, really. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> I think we, we did a small edition down in uh, Burlington a while back with that. Is it in Tagrespec? Yeah. Or the red, red and black symbol, logo, something like that. I don't know what they have now. I don't even remember. There's the, a bunch the of them of now. I think There's it was blue, bunch. but what do you not like about block and what do you like about block? What do I not because like it about sounded block? like it sounded like you well, didn't it, like it block has, work. It has its application, right? And what is block the application? Work, for example, residential, if you're doing a block of townhouses and you're uh, demising firewall, okay, do it block. out of block. Commercial, if you're doing an elevator shaft, do it out of block. No basements. Basements, no. Garages? Yeah, if you're doing a garage, separate garage. Why uh, not the basements? Is it because of uh, waterproofing and stuff? No, I just don't like the... Uh, there's too many fracture points, the joints. Got it. I'd rather be solid. Solid concrete with rebar right? in Cast it. Cast them place. True. Nice rebar. What's a good amount of block to be laid a day? I would say maybe around 200. And what would you normally have done? Just out of curiosity. I can't remember. Somewhere maybe around there yeah around there 200 and why is that because of the weight or it's heavy yeah yeah there are lightweight blocks but they have to be specced and there's right i was always interested in being a brick mason until yeah. i saw the blocks i mean <laughs> on, on the weekends for extra cash you know the older italian guys say hey, you want to make some money this weekend okay come on we're doing a basement so we'd go saturday sunday and I'd have to lug sometimes 12-inch block down one plank uh, into the pit. That's exactly why right? it turned me off, and, man. And uh, even these older guys, like, you're fucking laying 12-inch blocks 12 all day. Inch that's blocks. heavy. And, and you know what? I like with that you don't agree with basins because whenever I've walked into block 
basements, there's always a blowout. There's always yeah. cracks. There's yeah. always water problems. There's always hollow yeah. spots. Um, there's always it's porous. A lot of a lot of times they don't call for it to be filled. Maybe just the first four feet. Oh yeah. What? Yeah, yeah I've I've yeah. seen that yeah. on some drawings. It's all engineer specs. When we do structural, like in commercial, it's always got to be filled, dowel. Four feet at the bottom. Horizontal rebar, you, vertical. You would assume that the whole thing would be yeah. filled. You know what, though? You know what happens? It gets filled. It gets filled with the bags, uh, the empty bags from ah, Macer. There you go. See, he knows <laughs> it. He knows it. gets filled with debris that's oh, yeah. laying around. It gets yeah. filled with, like, brick that just showed up or something, yeah. right? I mean, it, it's funny. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll, you'll have an engineer spec it that... The last course needs to be filled. How are you going to fill the last course? It's going to keep falling in. So then you get the, the bags. bags and you push them down. Then it's okay wow. for, your for your anchor bolts, right? For your framing. That's right. So but that's not a solid foundation wall. That's what, that, that's what And it's funny you nervous. say that because we were just, me and Manny have been talking over the last yeah. couple of weeks and we've had the privilege. I haven't seen you in two weeks, man. Okay. Longer <laughs> than a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we've had some podcasts with some really cool, interesting people and wild products. And I am still an ICF guy. Like, yeah, I don't know what it is. Pretty, like The issue with ICF, I think it, it's a bit pricey. And peop, it's so new that people are scared of it. I don't know. Like, Will Gunnell from Gunnell Homes, he's only ever done ICF from only, his very they first are, one. I've heard but of, but right? ICF's gone to a new level now. Now guys aren't just doing the basement. They're not just doing the, the ground doing floor. The They're structure. doing the second floor. And now Integraspect is the only one that has a flat roof or a roof now that's yeah. ICF. The, I mean, the, the, roof, the roof yeah. is filled yeah. with yeah. concrete? I, I want, actually, you're going. I want you to meet up with them in, uh, in the States what do you when mean? you're going. What, what type? Like a flat roof? A flat roof, yeah. And it's poured? You pour it after, yeah. They're so the only ones licensed almost like for this. a core slab almost. Yeah. So that this way you're completely sealed. So the basically yeah. the only thing that you need to do is make sure that you uh, have a, a thermal break in your basement floor, which you can do with a, yeah. a blanket or styrofoam yeah, and spray even, foam. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most of the projects we've been doing, we've been doing radiant heat in the basement. And yeah, you're still putting four inches of rigid underneath, underneath yeah, there. Three and a half inches of foam. Yeah. And then a, a puck system. Puck, it's yeah. the actual, the foam is the puck system. Code is actually for two inch. That's your minimum. Yeah, you, I you was pushed need, for four. No, you, we did you a need four. R10. Sorry, R10. The way I, the way I look at it. for what? For underneath the basement slab for radiant. For radiant? Yeah. I you need a minimum so. of R10. R10 or R12. Which is, yeah, so, but the, what it is, is it's R10, two inch rigid foam. Yeah. Is uh, an R five point five or some shit. I don't. Like that. I don't like the rigid foam. A lot of guys. Uh, we've done. I rather spray projects. foam it. No, we've done a few projects where they put down the you know the flat rigid foam and yeah. they'll go back and put wire mesh and. Yep. Don't like that. How do you do it? I like the actual prefabricated panels. We just did a project. Oh, it's like the Amvic stuff. Here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then and it tubes. is Amvic. Yeah. It's so a system made, designed for that application. Yeah. You lay down all your panels, and then you run your loop. You run your gravel, your three-quarter crush, whatever, make it flat, and then you put all your level panels. Level it out. Yeah. Drop your panels. But, Manny, for, for me, it's important that the two biggest spots next to doors and windows that are heat loss, 35% of your heat loss, or your cold comes in from, or, you, or you yeah. I mean, your experience, where if, the most loss of energy is, is your attic, your ceiling, yeah. and your floor. Yeah. So yeah. I believe whatever you plan to do in your roof, like say an R50 or an R60, you should be putting in your floor. 
because that's where all the coal is conducting from. Right. Even I, I even two-inch rigid foam. I mean, if you don't want to go crazy, even just two-inch rigid foam, tuck tape the seams. Yep. It'll you'll huge difference. Yeah, you but you know what? What's the big deal about doing four inches? Then you get a better thermal break. Well, I'll tell you. If you go four inches, higher R value on your footing, right? So you have your footing where your foundation wall meets your sure, footing. You're right. Sometimes you can't add that much. You're gonna lose ceiling height. Two inches is a lot. On an older home, height, you're right. Right. But now all the new custom homes. Yeah. All basements are nine, ten feet now that everyone's building. Yeah. Nobody's building not, small not basements now. Not all. Yeah, Not unless it's an existing feet. home and you're just yeah. attaching to it. No, new homes definitely they should. I mean, for what's it going to cost them? Three, four hundred bucks. It's, it doesn't cost <laughs> them anything to foam? go that extra foam Throw or the extra down. floor. I mean, yeah. But <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry, it's not going to cost them any more to give that extra foot. So foot. if you turn that basement yeah. from an eight footer to a nine footer, it doesn't cost that much more. The foot, the the foundation costs them more, but they're charging you. Oh, <laughs> that's the, that's the joke. I've heard about that because I've had yeah. friends of mine who bought build a grade, yeah. and that upgrade alone is like yeah, forty or fifty thousand yeah. dollars. And we all know that the concrete guys bringing the extra taller forms, yeah, doesn't cost doesn't that much cost more. Them. I mean, concrete. and the extra material, concrete, concrete doesn't cost that much more. Extra, yeah, it'll it, not that much more, but yeah. it'll cost. Them. It'll, it'll be a couple of trucks, maybe a couple of barrels, yeah. maybe three barrels and more. I don't know, whatever it is, but it's not forty thousand no. dollar upgrade. Nine feet, I think, in my opinion, should be standard. Bi standard I, mean, I agree with you. Bi builder grade homes don't make money on you buying the basic home. Builder yeah. grade homes make money on you upgrading to the tile number three selection yeah. or the basement going to nine feet. Yeah. That's where they make the money, right? So it's it's like parking. Yeah. The city doesn't make money because you pay for parking. The city makes money because you forgot to pay for parking. You got a ticket. <laughs> That's yeah. how it works, right? Yeah. I want to get into um, a little bit of health and safety. In it. And I think also the back end reason why guys are not getting into these hardworking trades is because of the hole it takes on their bodies. <laughs> it's true. I, trust but me. Back, I, we all have kinks means. as you get, you're not yeah. as old as us and yeah. we all get kinks. But. It's a good thing that Carlito and I are both medicated. So we're <laughs> taking care of our kinks that way. <laughs> well, I did watch a piece of plywood come from a second floor and hit Yvonne in the side of the neck, yeah. oh. which ruined his career in boxing. Yeah. I mean, he'll still box you, but uh, he wow. could have went pro. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think he would have went pro. What happened? Like the wind just took it? We're trying to go a little bit too fast. And mm. the guy kind of just a little bit pushing it. You know, when you push it, you yeah. compromise safety. Always, always. When you drive, when you work, when when you're nailing something. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, go yeah. too fast, too fast, you're going to create an accident. So I passed it up to the guy thinking, all I hear is, got it, turn around. And then Let go. last I remember, I'm on the ground. With a sheet of plywood on my back, caused a lot of damage. I still like still flares up. I gotta go to uh, our friend Lawrence, but caused permanent damage. Wow! Yeah, and and that's what I want to get to is like people don't realize that when you create this damage to your body, you can't just yeah. fix it. No, like going back to masonry, I used to think I'm the Hulk. You know, go super. <laughs> that's why going back to 600, it's okay, safe. It's fine. I have tennis elbow. I have problems with my wrist, with my knuckles, with my knees, with my shoulders, right? That's all from 
pushing it too much. But I think when you're younger, there's things that we can do. Okay, but it's hard to say because I was stupid when I was younger too. And wait a second. Are you trying to get people into this business or trying to scare them off? Well, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) But what I'm saying is that like I've always argued this point, and this goes back to women being on job sites and all these idiots, these monkeys that say, oh, a woman can't lift this shit up. And I'm like, well, you always have a crew on site that can lift the other half of that shit. So you shouldn't be lifting it by yourself. You're right. It's the same thing with the hardworking trades, the masons, the, the roof. Yeah. And, and the concrete guys there's a crew there so you shouldn't be greedy and I go oh, I'm going to lift all that by myself which you think you're in your 20s which is great you're nice and strong and everything but you don't know what damage you're causing yeah. if you do that five days a week 50 weeks of the year seven days a week oh, yeah. five, five days a week it's, yeah it depends on who you are but yeah. that's what I mean yeah. if, if we're smart if we think smarter when we're younger in our 20s to actually build, yeah. you may actually have a, a body that will last yeah. well into your retirement years. No, right? it, needs, it needs to be redone, I think, the whole thinking process behind like construction workers, mm. right? A lot of guys say, well, construction workers, all they do is drink and smoke and, and this and that, right? But it's not all. that. No. There's, a, there's, a, there's a stigma to it, right? So eliminate that, clean that up. You know, they're not all rough guys. You walk into a subdivision, there's a lot of smart, educated guys. And like any other business, you're going you're gonna to have the kind of, you know, rough guys. Clean that up, safety, to bring the younger crowd in, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. It has to be enticing, I mean, money-wise. Maybe I don't know. Are they having schools? a hard time understanding that there's a lot of uh, schools... Maybe they should bring it into schools, high schools, get them. It used to be. I don't remember anything about construction. Well, there's a 10-year difference between you and I. When I was growing up, we had wood shop, we had machine shop, we had auto body shop. I remember auto, like Like, mechanic and auto body. We had home tech. We had like, you know. Yeah, but we don't do that anymore because it's, it's high risk, high insurance, high safety. You know what I mean? People could be stupid and they do stupid things. I know, but there should be a waiver to say... Like we're really, people are losing that. We only have time as kids to learn you as an adult. It's very here's, hard to find here, time to the, learn. Here's the thing, right? I think that if you, if you made the trades, all the trades more attractive, it's good to still focus on safety, health and safety, because that's critical. But I think if you make it the primary focus, you basically are telling people not to get into this business. I think if but you safety edu- costs money, no, Manny. No, I no this no. Is the I'm, I'm not saying to ignore safety, health, and safety. I'm not saying that. It's just I think that whenever anybody talks about trades, the toll it takes on your body, yeah. the yeah. safety that's attached to it, you're going to yeah. be on a job site. Most likely, you might get hit. Yeah. I remember when I was getting my driver's license long, long time ago when I was 16 years old. I remember the instructor saying for the very first time. Every single one of you in this classroom will get into an accident at some point yeah. in your lifetime. That's just statistically probable that's what's going to happen so if you get into a trade people get into an office job what is the worst that can happen there a paper cut you know what i'm saying i'm not kind of downplaying office jobs or anything but there's a lot more risk in construction i think if we treat it if we gave if we made the construction industry as glamorous as we dictated the safety and healthy health side of it i think you would attract more guys of it why why are you why are individuals why is there a particular car every guy i know has a car that gives him an erection 
There, something at some point in their life saw a car. It's the same thing with construction. You've done a job. You built a custom home. You're really proud of it. There's something about that, even though there was headaches on another job or you lost your shirt on yeah. another job, but then you did another job and it was amazing. It was perfect. The crew was right. Everybody was in sync. It was a well-oiled machine and you felt amazing about it and nobody got hurt, but maybe someone got a little bit of a tickle hurt. The thing is, I think if you start focusing on making the job really pride-induced kind of glamour, I think more and more guys yeah. will get into it. Well, I think I think that's what Instagram's done. Ah, no, no fucking no, way no. I am ever agreeing with no. you on that. Well, Instagram is a nasty fucking evil. No, 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 it is. No, it is but it's what a I'm nasty saying, fucking evil. But what I'm saying to you is uh, there for the quality people that are out there that are truthful with their work. And this is something I was going to ask Yvonne, but I find that if you do really cool work and you don't have people to see it, it's always nice to show it off, to show your talents, to show your skills, to show your team. Yeah. I like that. Um, I show, what show I, the pride. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, Instagram, and I'm just using Instagram as one of them because that's the one for me. Like I find that when I post things, I'm, proud of and people get to see that and they you know give me a pat in the back and say hey that was really cool it looked really nice you know you feel good about what you're doing it kind of makes you enjoy work more even though indirectly it's not you're paying you but i do know that most successful people don't pay attention to instagram and facebook that's not true well, I know a lot of guys that are, are serious businessmen. They don't know. They don't watch TV. They don't listen. I've to- met I've met several guys that are not actively on Instagram. Like they don't feed the Instagram machine. But for whatever reason, I bump into them. And every single person that I bump into, I always ask them what's their handle. Because if they know me from Instagram, that means they're on Instagram. And what I, and I'm really conscious of going on their page. If I'm following you, I go on your page and I'll scroll through all your posts and I'll go right back to the very beginning because I want to get a sense of your personality. But I don't think it shows everybody's personality. No, it, I, don't, I don't post it enough. But like, my, my point is what I'm saying is that they're not actively doing things on Instagram, but yet they're still paying attention to what other guys that they respect are doing. Yeah. Right? So they, that's why I'm saying is that Instagram is evil, but smart contractors can weed out yeah. the bullshit players that want to be celebrities and the real contractors. You say that a real contractor who takes pride in their work is not really focused on Instagram. And I think that's bullshit because I think they're focused on Instagram in a different way. They want to share things differently. The whole idea of social media and the way it should have been and the way our older generation or my dad taught me or what we picked up from when I paid, like my dad was a bricklayer and I would always hang out at family functions and they'd be like, oh, he's a bricklayer, he's a bricklayer, he's a bricklayer, he's a bricklayer, he's a roofer. You know what I mean? It's just like, that's the circle of friends that he would hang out with. The thing is that they were quiet about their pride. You know what I'm saying yeah. by that? Yeah. They, they, they spoke to you about yeah. their pride, but they weren't loud about it. Well, well, Manny, that's, that's like my problem. You always tell me, why aren't you posting anything? Like I'm doing like, I just finished like three jobs just recently. I don't post anything. And people are like, hey man, you've been quiet on Instagram. Why aren't you posting anything? Um, and I'm just, I'm I don't have time that. for it. You know, I just haven't had time for it. I've really made it a goal for this year to start posting more. And but what's the other s- thing that I've told you about Instagram? I've told you that if you want to post something, you post your story. That's it. Everybody wants to post the beautiful shit, right? And that goes back to the Kim Kardashian bullshit, which is just we're making up all this crap, right? So, 
on Instagram, do you think there's guys that post pictures that are not their jobs? Of course. In the what beginning, do you think about that? It, it's bullshit. In the beginning, I remember my first year, guys were taking my work and I would find it in Russia. I would find it in Ukraine. I would find it in all these places, so right? False advertising. It, it, it totally is 100% false advertising. Right. I, I got a little upset about it and then I'd, I'd follow through and I'd complain about it. That's, then I finally just said, fuck it. I don't have the time to do this. But you That's know what? That's the part of it. Uh, yeah, for me, like. anybody that takes credit for anyone else's work or anyone yeah. else's pictures yeah. is a dirtbag. Honestly, straight up. But the thing is, okay, I remember my early days of directing commercials. This is way back the way the digital age that it is today, right? You're talking like the mid-90s to late 90s. There was guys that would take work from Europe. They would fly over here, present it as their own. Oh, my God. And would get an agent and get real work and start their career on the back of other people's work. That's that nobody knew. But you can't do that today because con if you, artist. Exa- that's exactly what it is. So Instagram is doing the exact same thing. At five years, four years ago, yeah. nobody was proficient in Photoshop. Do homeowners go on Instagram? Like, yes, do they, they do. Find yes, they do. But how do they know? Like, I know They're believing the Kool-Aid. Well, early, yeah. And you know what? That's a good point, so, Yvonne. How many people are looking at your real jobs and someone else is taking the credit for your work? Lots. And they not, believe yeah, not that, just that somebody I mean, else has done yeah, it. The internet, like going back to homeowners, should research because the yes. internet is—it's a scary place, man. Some of the guys on the internet, you go, they have Instagram, they got a nice fancy website, they're on Home Stars, this stars house, this that. You look at them, you're like, holy cow, these guys are amazing. They must be doing amazing. And then you meet them, and they don't even know how to read a measuring tape. So it's like. <laughs> Like, who did all this stuff, right? And, the, and like, I'm serious. Like, it's false. That's my favorite part. Or, or you, ask, you ask some of these guys, what's the true size of a two by four? Oh, two by four. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, what's, uh, Are you kidding me? I'm Someone honest, actually said that? Honest to God. Honest fucking to God. Fucking three and a half to one like, and a half, you, you fucking catch, morons. You catch the right person in the right time to ask that question if they're full of shit and you'll get them. <laughs> so that's the part of it I don't like. Like It's gotten worse. What percentage of... What? How much you think is legit? How much is fake? That's what. what yeah, 50, you started. 50? You started that question before we even actually started recording, and like, and I'm gonna honestly say that five percent. Five percent what is legit? Fake? No, five percent. I think five percent is legit. See, everybody's been pushing me to get on. Now I'm definitely not gonna. Get I on. think I, that, <laughs> I. I honestly. I think what. Okay, when I say legit mm-hmm. is like the true face of yeah, what's going on. Yeah, this is what we do. This right? is what but, I did. But people keep forgetting, and this is why I. I don't like what all these younger and I'm blaming the younger guys because all the guys have kind of really, they've milked that cow to death. Right, that cow's teats are fucking hanging right down to the fucking (laughs) ground. Right, they just milk that social media cow to death, and they've learned how to photograph. And I'm and I'm blamed. I'm to blame for this in the beginning too, because I used to share tips on how to photograph, how to manipulate your photographs. I still do that shit. I still tell people to do it because I learned those tricks. But they know how to get on a job site, and and it's kind of like if you go to Egypt 
and you look at the you know the pyramids and you have mm. a lens and you're looking at the pyramid if you were to just pan right or left mm. what's there Cities. hotels and mcdonald's and taco bell and all this other shit but in the image it's the pyramids and it's in the desert and it's beautiful so on a job site you photograph it a certain way and you're only seeing the glamorous part of that yeah, section exactly. of the house yeah. but the rest of it is a fucking nightmare yeah. that's why i say five percent because nobody unless they want to start a a bullshit page, yeah. you know, where they car crash page, right? Where I don't follow any of those pages. I don't care about that shit. I don't rubberneck. I don't do any of that shit. So I, I, when I look at a post and I leave a comment, I'm justifiably looking at that image. I'm contacting that person. I'm sending them a DM. I'm letting them know. Yeah, that's when, the... Whenever I reply to anybody, I actually go to their page and I find out who their name is. I do like you do all that shit yeah. because I actually want to respect the you people. You make it personal. I make it personal. Yeah. So that I, I want to leave a comment. I want to talk. That's why I say five percent. Yeah. I think ninety five percent everybody's That's looking huge, for celebrity everybody cow. now on instagram everybody wants to be a celebrity and i heard you can buy like followers oh, that's a whole other world you can also you can also buy comments now you can buy like oh dude yeah. you could you can buy so everything likes comments followers you can buy yeah. whatever and it's i just, guess but it does work for some people i mean the whole bullshit it does work for some people, it, I guess. It, it, it goes back to, to that but, guy stealing that work but from I, Europe. I, but you're a very successful guy, Yvonne. I mean, I'm, you, you're I'm a modest guy. Okay. You won't Not you common. won't say that you're successful. I'm but okay. I'm you do really okay. well for yourself, and you really don't care about any of these. I'm platforms. on LinkedIn. That's pretty much it. I gotta connect with you on LinkedIn. Yeah, I love I'm on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Um, love LinkedIn. Hey, here's a question for you. We've been talking about the industry. I haven't really talked about a completely you. Where's your business going right now? Where do you see it going? Where do you want to see it going? Where I want to see it going. You do a little commercial, bit, residential? Do, I want to do both. A little bit of commercial, uh, residential. You really like commercial. Yeah? I never like commercial. Really? Why is that? The turnaround. The turnaround. I remember. Yeah. They want it fast. Yeah. Well, because in commercial, every day that it's not open, we're not making money. That's how I started with the whole renovations. The original contractor took them three weeks to do, which was too long. And uh, they brought me in. We did it. We started Sunday night, and I opened them up on the following Saturday morning. So I did it a third of the time. So yeah. yeah. Well, he. I'm one of those guys yeah. he hired, I, I and had, he makes you work 24 hours straight. <laughs> I had three shifts. So I had morning, evening, afternoon, afternoon, evening, and then midnight. Well, at least the stores that makes open, sense. Right? Yeah. Why not? Uh, I like commercial. It's. I would say. Challenging? Six, no. It's not challenging? There's no challenging. There's no Really? <laughs> I don't find any. I don't find it. So you find the challenge in residential? Yes. And what is the challenge? The challenge, I mean, the work at this point, it's, there's really not much challenge in the work. We've been doing, we've all been doing it for so long. It's not the work that's the challenge. It's the, it all comes down to project management, planning, execution, right? Yeah. So. With commercial, like I said, they give you a package. Everything spec. Unless there's a mistake on that package, which you can easily rectify, shoot a couple of emails, reach out to your engineer, you can rectify it. When it comes to residential, changes, right? You go huh. through lots of changes. Changes. That's why we're trying to we're trying to nail down this uh, pre preliminary kind of introduction. Provide homeowners and clients with this with packages that that can you you've got an uphill battle there because i mean clients actually it's it's been working has it been working yeah. 
I yeah. find that clients like the more money they spend or the bigger budget it is, the more they want to change or have a voice of changing. They'll sign off on paper. Everything yeah. looks great on paper. Yeah. Everything looks great on schedule. Yeah. And then you build it and it's not quite exactly how it was on paper. Yeah. Then it becomes like a conversation. Conversation change becomes well, a change. Then it goes back to whoever's doing your budgeting. You got to keep them updated on budgets. You yeah. got to keep yeah. them updated on change orders. I mean, if and they you don't can't know, say yes if, to extras. If they don't know what they're spending, they're going to keep saying, yeah, I want this, I want that. But if you're sending them a report every 30 days, end of the month, and saying, look, this is how much you've spent, this is how much is left, this is, this is what we're doing, this is how many change orders you've done, when they look at the final number and they say, shit, we're 60000 over budget, yeah, yeah. they slow down, right? So that's why nail down a, a package from the beginning. Get your material selection done. Get that out of the way. Work with a good team of designers. Get that sorted out. Put together a nice package. Get them to sign off. That's what you're getting. Yeah. That's it. That's what's included. You want to change it? There's a change order. You're going to pay the difference. I mean, easier said than done. We're all guilty of it. Sometimes we yep. get caught up we're busy i mean before christmas uh, we had seven projects going on at the same time you get busy you get a phone call hey i want this okay yeah no problem and then that's that's why you have to have a you have to have a good team in, in this business you can't do it one guy can't no. kind of sail the ship right so where do you see your business going and where do you where do you want to see it stick, going we want to stick to uh residential custom you know boutique Kind of not stay away from cookie cutter. Get into some maybe modern build, some interesting, different, using different Second products. floor additions, underpins. Actually, what? you know what? I'll tear it down and rebuild. Mm -hmm. I mean, the city with this the setback zoning thing is ridiculous. Even inspectors that I've met, they comment, why are they making you keep 50% of the structure? Because the permit is uh, cheaper. Well, uh, no. No, there's also some renovation the, permit is cheaper than an actual new build permit. Not just that. It, it is cheaper. You're right. But the problem is when, if you, they should let you tear down, build on the same footprint, not make you go through zoning and this and different all the setbacks change. That's what the city makes money. I know. But the average person, they want to save that money. So, but the city doesn't want to uh, lose that money, right? So that's why they'll yeah. force you. And then you're <laughs> in. smiling. Oh, right I know, now. I know. It's Remember, stupid. the city doesn't make money yeah. because you paid for parking. They made money because you didn't pay for parking. Yeah. I mean, they're making enough money with the permits. I mean, how much? <sighs> the problem is that the city's spending the money in the wrong places. There you so go. That's a different uh, podcast. So, what kind of customers are you looking for right now? Educate yourself before you give us a call. Educate yourself. Uh, Get yeah. a paper and pen, sit down with your spouse, you know, come up with a wish list, print some pictures out for us, email us a, a wish list, um, send us some pictures, just give us ideas rather than, you know, hey, just come over. I'm thinking of doing Shoot this and shit. this and that, right? Find a lot of people waste your time like that? Not really nowadays because we, we've been around since 20, Veracity's been around since 2012. So we've kind of, we're growing. And at the same time, like I said, I learn something new every day. We rejig it, make it better every day. So when clients call us, give them the kind of instructions of, uh, do you need an architect? Do you have an architect? Do you have permits? Do you need permits? Would you like to use our architect? Uh, would you like a package architect and build? 
Do you want us just to refer you an architect? All these questions, right? Because you also do management too, right? Like sometimes you'll just run yeah, a site. That's, that's based on the project costing you're, you're talking about, yeah. fixed cost or construction management. Well, I've heard you talk about it. Yeah, yeah. It, it depends on, I mean, on a build, construction management sh should be the only way to go. Fixed cost on a custom build. No. It's uh, a rental, yeah, rental you can get away with. But when you're building a home, should be construction management. There's too many, very, too many yeah, moving parts. Too many moving parts. What would you change in the industry if you if you could do something right now and change it? What's the biggest problem for you right now? The biggest problem in the industry, I would say, people, I don't think some people are in it for the right reasons. So you mean the contractors? Contractors, trades, I think they're just in it kind of for the money. I find that a lot of trades are in this business for the short-term money. Yeah, like I'm... I'm in it to make a living. I have a family. I have to feed my family. But I didn't get into construction because I wanted to go make a paycheck. I, I loved construction. It's something I'm passionate about, right? I think people should get into construction if they actually are passionate about it. Don't look at it as just, hey, you know, quick money. You know, it's funny you say that because uh, just recently I'm, I'm working on someone's house right now. I'm repairing a home four bad contractors went through That's or four contractors went through. They didn't finish the job. I'm finishing the job. I have no problems finishing this job. The I do. Customers <laughs> are fantastic. I'd have a problem um, with that. No, I, I, have, a, I have a problem fixing someone else's it. work. We've declined a couple but, of big projects. But what, what, I'm, what I'm leading yeah. to is because I've been so busy and I'm doing so much, a lot of times I will give, say, someone's number or name out yeah. because when I work with them and I GC a job, they are perfect. When I yes. give that trade to someone else, I get calls sometimes. Hey, why, what happened here? What happened there? And I realize that homeowners don't know what we know as GCs. And now yeah. I'm realizing that when I give a number out, I you literally have to get paid to double check before, you gotta be during careful. and after what they're doing. You got to be careful. Because a lot of the trades, they just... So you're running a nursery. Pretty much. But no, no. <laughs> I, I think I think there's levels of standards. Yeah. You know, when you hire someone and they give you a price, they're giving you a price just for that. There's details that are hidden that only a good GC or a contractor yeah. knows. And a homeowner will never know that or even look for it. I'm finding that... Now I don't want to give numbers out anymore unless I'm GC. Exactly. It. Yeah. So you do the same thing. Same exact same thing. People call us for trades or architects, and we say no. Like if you want us involved, we'll come there. We'll we'll put it together for you. But because they know what to expect to, from you, right? We try to stay away from referrals because anything goes wrong. You, all you did, good gesture, you referred somebody. Anything yeah. goes wrong, you're the asshole. True. Why did you send me True. this guy? Meanwhile, all you did was just make a referral. Let's play a game, you and me. If I give you work, I give you 10 jobs, you're going to treat me differently than you would someone possibly one time. I'm not saying that's what would happen yeah. with you and me, but yeah. typically that's what's going on with contractors, most of yes. them, right? That's yeah. why the good guys, I kept them close. I have a few crews, two, three crews that I've they've been with me for about five years now i've kept them close if you could do anything over again right now what end of the business would you be in not that you're not going there now but I, if you could have you know, started all over again where I'd, would you want to be i'd be in the same place i'm happy where i am wow yeah you manny oh i do a lot differently what what 
I would smack clients in the head. <laughs> <laughs> to have yeah. no problems with it, man. No, yeah. would there be any trade that you would want to do that you felt like you missed out on that you would have? I've I've done? worked on every single trade. I've done every single trade. I don't have a particular favorite. That goes back to anything I've ever done for me to speak about it. I need to get my hands dirty about yeah. it. So then I could, I could, when I speak about it, I'm actually talking yeah. from experience, yeah. right? So <laughs> I, I can have a valid, con like for my first year in construction, before that, and I was doing every single job myself because I was literally by myself doing the job and I would do every single part of it. I did that because I wanted to get want dirty experience. and experience it. So then when I actually hired somebody else, I can carry a conversation with them exactly. and they meet them two seconds and all of a sudden yeah. I'm having a conversation. They're like, oh, wait a minute, this yeah. guy knows his shit. I don't know everything, but I know enough that I, no. I know if you're going to do a shit job. Yeah. Right. So I don't have a particular favorite. I still have a passion for the industry. Clients are still stupid. I think they're undereducated. I think the yeah. TV is killing the industry. Yes. I think the internet is killing the industry. I think Instagram is evil. I think that we need to go back to the way it was. And I, I think you should have a lot more pride. And I don't think the good guy should be penalized. I don't think the bad guy should be penalized. I think the bad guy should just cut their own necks and then just let them do their own work. And That's it. Good guys are being penalized. Their insurance is going up. Brutally. Our WSIB. Brutal. Some guys. Forcing them out of the game. Yeah. First thing I ask guys, do you have WSIB? Yes. Do you have insurance? Yes. Okay. Send me an insurance certificate and your WSIB clearance. And two days go by. Hello? Hello? Call them. Nobody picks Don't up. Don't have it. Well, I have it. If I got to pay for it to operate, what, did, what did you just spend? I just got about 13 certificates. That's got to be worth about three grand. Even fall arrest, that's like $500. All for the whole see, this, three years. This is where clients yeah. don't understand that all this extra. Okay, so operating, apples and apples. Operating costs. Operating costs, right? Yeah. So when I give you a quote, you get a quote. It's factoring all these numbers in. For me to arrive here in my company vehicle, I'm paying for that company vehicle as a commercial vehicle. Yeah. Licensing, everything, all that crap. And all the gear that's inside that vehicle, I'm paying for all that. So I got to carry that. That's my overhead. You want to get the cash guy to come in here? He's not paying for any of that. What's your handle? If someone wants to get a hold of you, they want to build a, a house, they want to renovate. He's not on Instagram. We're, we're not on Instagram. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn. Yvonne Jatu, Veracity Group. We're working on getting our site back up. It was mostly geared for uh, commercial. We are doing a lot of commercial at the time. We kind of changed it up. A lot of the big retailers we were working for. We didn't have, we want to do too much residential criteria. We weren't doing it at the time. We recently were upgrading it, adding some uh, new stuff to it. We'll get it back up. Veracitygroup.ca. 2020, guys. This is a, a big year. What's your goal this year, Manny? There's got to be something that you really want to do this year. Last year, you wanted to put out so many podcasts. And we're tr we're gonna well, this we're year, doing really it well with that. Hookers and drugs, man. That's all it wow. is. Wow, hookers and drugs. I was hoping he's gonna say get some cameras with these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> we got one camera. We're gonna start small. One camera. <laughs> this kidding. year, this year is to learn more. I've already told everybody on Instagram that I'm gonna read 52 books. I've already read three books. Right, I'm on my fourth book right now. It's January fifteenth. Nice. So I'm on track to do fifty-three, which is the most amount I've ever read. The max, <laughs> max I ever read was twenty, which was last year. But I gave myself that goal. I want to do 52 podcasts this year. We're going to do that. I want to travel to two new places this year. I want to build new ideas. Wow. I want to learn new ideas. I'm going to the IBS next week. 
So I'll be there. So uh, I'm going to be guest speaking there for Jalwin, which is fucking great. I don't know what else. I don't know. I just wanted to say something about the reading part. They, <laughs> I, I was reading something and it said that rich people like to be entertained and poor people like to read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beyond poor. <laughs> Yvonne, what, what, are you, what, what are your goals this year? Pretty much uh, spend some more time with the kids. I got three young boys. I got a. You just bought cool, a wicked cool it, brand new cool house. It. So, main thing, num- number one thing, spend more time with the family. Keep those weekends free. Maybe, even maybe just Sunday. I've been going crazy seven days a week, nonstop. We got to cool that down. And I heard you have a motorcycle. We got to get this guy a motorcycle. Oh, this guy's got a sick Harley. I don't know if I want to see Carlito on a motorcycle anywhere near him. <laughs> no, he had one. He had a little crotch rocket one time. <laughs> what Harley do you have? I just got a, uh, I had a street light touring. Oh, yeah? An 07. Oh, man, I miss it. I, I know. I oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 I just it, missed man. that. You just said you had. I had. I just got a 2020 uh, Lowrider S, it's called. Oh, so nice. Rolled that around for a couple of days. Now it's in storage. Yeah, mine's in storage too. Yeah, I think I'll always have a bike. I think you know, yeah. just throw the dirt over that's, it with me, that's man. My that's th- all. That's my therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I love you know you know I don't use my phone. Yeah, I love it. I just smell the air. Yeah. Uh, when I started writing, it was it was full face. Now it's open face. <laughs> Fucking love it, man. Do it. I did the opposite. Oh, you did the opposite. I went from open face because I have it. I have a, yeah. a, a full well, face. I have both. But, but I do like my open face a lot, right? Yeah, and you have no. What do you have? I have no fairings. I have no nothing. See, on my old bike, I had a fairing with a tall windshield. It's a, mine's a it ninety-nine. Man. Ni- mine's beautiful. a ninety-nine Ducati Monster. Ducati. So it's still the original. It's still carbonated. I actually jumped nice. up the engine from seven fifty to nine hundred. It boots. It's nice. It's just all flat back. It's nice. it's just a simple bike, right? It's it's not like it's terribly expensive over the years of having it for yeah. twenty years now. Fuck, it's been twenty years. Right. I've had that bike. They become well, money pits. See, man. for me, it was different. I have known a... that bike more than I've known some women. Dum dum dum. See, for me, it was different. I I never had anyone like I would ride with the odd person but no one really rode and then all of a sudden i got one. rid of a bike You're and then getting one. everybody get gets one. bikes yeah, Can't uh, one. Get one. well you guys I, i'm on the same page you know i got rid of my convertible two years ago i was hoping to finish the whole project never did but i got but you love a that new bike. tractor <laughs> you should I got, see this hey, guy I, on an atv <laughs> I don't know. I just had a flashback. Don't get one. <laughs> this guy's a maniac. I heard thing. about that. Oh my Yeah, we do about God. 90 miles an hour through the forest. On an ATV. This yeah. guy's a maniac. Are you insane? On an ATV. Yeah. We got a couple That's of not ATVs. safe, man. No. Uh, wait a second. Who's okay. trying to keep up to him? Oh, God. <laughs> That's not safe, this. man. What? Yeah. It's not safe yeah. if you wipe out. <laughs> <laughs> we got to yeah. wrap it up, man. Um, Any other questions? I know that we veered off on quite a few tangents. Yeah. But I think we got a nice cross section of uh, of brick and Mason and, and you starting a business and going on your own. Then we got into a little bit of uh, social media IG hate, which I love. But uh, and then we got into the industry, man. So I think we touched upon everything. Yeah, it was a I good think podcast. we did. Dobre, dobro. Dobre. Eh? <laughs> it means good in Croatian. It, yeah, yeah, I thought it was dobro. Uh, dobro. 
No, Dobrze. Uh, Dobrze is Polish. Polish. Oh, that's right. That's, that's what I'm good. thinking. I'm thinking Polish. Uh, Dobro could be in, in some parts of Russia, I believe I it's also it. the same too. But, bueno. Uh, <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> if in the right parts of the Latin language, I got to be careful there. Oh, I got Mexican buddies and they're like, don't get that mixed up. And then I talk to my <laughs> Colombian buddies and they say, don't say that. And then I speak to my Spanish buddies and they're saying, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that... Uh, you talking need, to us or are you talking to them? You guys. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think we should get uh, Manny and uh, Yvonne to beatbox out of here today. I don't know how to beatbox, dude. <laughs> beatbox. I have oh, other bro. skills. I have no idea how to beatbox, man. Okay, then I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That didn't take <laughs> long, man. <laughs> no, eh? He never <laughs> has to beatbox, man. Arm there. Oh, <laughs> God. You must have been <laughs> easy in high school, huh? Oh, I was easy, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Get us out of here. <laughs> Yvonne, thanks so much, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for spending a lot of time with us. Another great podcast, Carlito. Get us out, get us out, get us out of the Straight TO 2020, baby. 416. Yeah. Wow. Wow.